When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, black and white sports fans? Good morning. It is Tuesday morning. Thank you guys for coming out. We're going to get this show started here. Um, as always, I got to make sure that uh, notifications actually did go out. And it looks like we had lost. Uh, looks like we lost Rhodes. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. He, maybe he just decided, you know, I don't want to jump on the show. Hey, what happened? I touched my mouse and it bounced me. Ah, uh, you probably hit the wrong button. <laughs> hit the roller, and it bounced me. Ah, uh, heck! Stop it! Uh, make sure you guys smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. I have still not gotten a notification. I didn't get a thirty-minute warning. Nothing. Oh no! YouTube is so okay. inconsistent with all of this, and um, that sucks. Doesn't go live same time every day. Well, hopefully yeah. people are starting to get used to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's so annoying, though. But uh, who do we got have here? Um, Daryl Perez is here. Connor Akers is here. Michael Ombi is here. Uh, Norfolk Southern Pokey District. <laughs> Joe Bob Tarheel. Chung Lee. Uh, Be Real is here. And Jay Washington, thank you all for joining in. Uh, really am enjoying these um these morning live streams. I really am. So we're starting yeah, to get a been, few more people coming in. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Connor Akers, Aeronaut, Fat Elvis. <laughs> Fat <laughs> Elvis, <up>? okay. <laughs> Hasta la Rasta. That's a good name, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our resident troller has entered the chat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Notification just went out. A little bit delayed there, but at least it did go out. I just got one. Said 37 seconds ago. So, <laughs> oh, we got a super chat coming in right now. Giants Nation 499. What's up, boys? John. You're my guy, but as a Giants fan, I got to say, let's go, let's go Niners. But Rhodes yeah. is a Niners fan. I don't know who he's actually thinking is going to win. I know who he's cheering for, but who does he actually think think going to win? Not really sure. <laughs> but I uh, appreciate I'll, the I'll, uh, the super chats. I'll probably save that for Friday. I'll probably yeah, save fr that for Friday's Friday. show. That's going to be a good show to do picks for the playoffs. Yeah, we could we could do that on Friday. Let's go, Brandon. Yes, let's go, Brandon. Don, uh, Don um, sent Sorry. that out right there. 
And as always, just a reminder, so since this is relatively new, if you want to watch the whole entire show, click the join button, become a channel member. That way you have access to the full show after we're done uh, with the live stream here. Also, we will have a member live stream this Saturday. What time are we actually going to start that? Let's do 10 o'clock, I guess. Well, no, yeah, 9. Let's do 9 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Because usually I like to go and do a few things after um, those live streams. And by the way, if you're an all-star member here, uh, just like on the website, you get to be on on the panel here. That's the $20 membership. That is a perk of um, that particular um, membership right there. So click the join button, get those uh, perks as well. Uh, Aeronaut for $5. Do you guys have a side bet going on for the Cowboys and Niners game? No, me, me and Rose have never had a side bet on anything. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we, we never have. That is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. No. I don't know. Maybe we should. I don't know what we would. I don't know. Well, also, if I, I don't know his confidence level in his Niners either. Yeah, pretty confident. <laughs> pretty confident right now. You know how uh, I feel about the Cowboys as far as, you know, going deep in the playoffs. But first round, yeah, they can win this game. They can. Look, I was – uh, I would have been a lot more confident in your Cowboys down around week seven. But after week seven, I just haven't – uh seen a lot that's impressed me too much. Me neither. Now they've you know? had a couple of offensive explosive games, but this defense I mean this uh team is to me is gonna go as far as the defense carries them because the Cowboys defense is real. And that defense is the real deal. But we'll see. We'll actually do the pits uh Friday. So uh we're getting so close to getting a hundred people in here. And we got a bunch to actually um to talk about here. Uh, we had kind of yeah. a, a lot actually. I don't know how long this live stream is going to be, but uh, but uh, thank you guys for sticking around. We finally cracked a hundred. Uh, finally, YouTube must have just sent out those uh, notifications. So, <laughs> uh, Mick Walsh, channel member, and um, I'm pretty sure you know um, he already says here. How about those uh, bulldogs? <laughs> Count me in for Saturday. So he's going to be on the panel this Saturday on the members on live stream. Uh, Mick Walsh, a bit supporter of us here on black and white sports from the UK. And he supports us on the website as well. Yeah. Oh, he's, man. Been on, he's been on our uh, members member stream quite a few times actually. Yeah. 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 Um, where can I get that Texas shirt? Well, if you actually see below the video here, I think this was this particular one. I don't know if it's showing up on YouTube, but you just go to the black and white merch store and uh, you get one, use the discount code new year. And I should actually pull that up. I got right it now. up right there, dude. Yep. He has it up right yeah. there. Right there. Yeah. That use discount the code new year shirt. and you get 20% off all of the merch. And then uh, somebody asked me about uh, defund what we have a couple of defund the athlete shirts. We've got that one and we have the undisputed old school one. 
right there. And that used, that used to be our best selling shirt before yep. the media is the real virus. Yep. And then uh, we've also got one like the one I've got on that's got the robo the letters. Robo, the robo letters. And I actually love this shirt. Yeah. I have that too. Uh, another super chat here. And after this super chat, I guess we can dive into the main topics. Be real, $5. Hill reminds me of uh, Jan from the Birdie Bunch, but instead of saying Marsha, 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 she says racial, racial, racial. <laughs> uh, thank you for that super chat. So, I guess we could just start with Brian Flores then, right? Instead of yeah, Antonio Brown, we'll, we'll save Antonio Brown for later. We got all kinds of things to say about Flores. Yeah, I, I think so, about that situation. Because there's a lot of moving parts there. A lot of there. things that we we didn't even take into account until this morning. Things that's going to affect players on other teams. All kinds of things. Uh, so, yeah, Brian Flores is a good place to uh, get us started today, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I would you... love to have Kwame Brown on, by the way. I've I've talked to Kwame a few times on uh, comments, but uh, yeah. I haven't. He's, I, he's watched I'm our videos. I'm going to reach out to him. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, he's yeah. watched our videos before. Um, So, Brian Flores fired after a 9-8 and eight season uh, with the Miami Dolphins, and he got off to a horrible start this season. Horrible. They were 1-7. And then the Dolphins won seven in a row. They beat the Patriots twice this year. And he was shown the door. Now, there's a lot of speculation as to why he was fired. But one thing that we all agree is he shouldn't be fired. The players don't like it. Um, one media member who we're going to be talking about here in a few is, of course, is playing the race card. And you guys already know who that is. That is one Jamel Hill. But I pulled up this article here from The Ringer. Okay. Now, over here on The Ringer, it says the Dolphins didn't fire Brian Flores because of his coaching. And it says on, on Sundays, NFL teams play the game. They play to win. The Raiders and Chargers, Chargers proved that to us on Sunday night. But on every other day of the week, NFL teams and coaches especially don't play the game. Uh, they play the game. The game is one of politics of connections and networks of knowing the right guy and knowing the guy who knows the right guy and wondering how his son's uh, college baseball career is going. He's at Brown, right? To play the game, you don't scheme and scout and coach. You glad hand and smoosh. You scramble for job security for upward mobility, for increased power, the NFL coaching ladder is a rat race. And there's only one job at the top of each of the 32 molehills. Brian Flores just lost one of them. And we already know that um, it was a bit surprised. But according to the ringer here, they say Flores overachieved Miami, but he and owner Stephen Ross reportedly didn't agree on much especially on Tua, and that prompted the team to make the stunning decision to move on from the promising head coach. Now, last season, the Dolphins were, what, 10-6? and six. Right. Uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember his uh, record the first year. Do you remember it off the top of your head? Right now, might I don't have, remember. Might have been 7-9. Uh, and nine. I'm just, that's just a guess. Let it may, me, it uh, may be. Let I me look remember. it up. 
He was 24 and 25 in all. I know that. Uh, I think he was a but, game over 500. But good Lord, I mean, one could argue that he might have overachieved. He was 5 and 11, 10 and 6, and 9 and 8. Um, they, look, as far as I'm concerned, it has nothing to do with race. I don't like the firing, but it's there to me, there's absolutely yeah. no racial component in it whatsoever. Listen to this. Check this out. He says he lost it because of the relationships he struggled to make and man- maintain. That message has been delivered loud and clear. NFL Network Steve um, Weich, or Winch, uh, said that Weich. coaches often, often, um, coaches don't often get fired for coaching reasons. ESPN's Jeff Darlington and said Flores' relationship with Dolphins GM Chris Greer and Tua had deteriorated to a pretty bad place. And Miami, Miami owners, um, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross said, "Quote: An organization can only function if it's collaborative and and works well together." Now, now this may seem a little bit crazy here, but if you remember Jimmy Johnson firing, um, well, Jerry Jones firing Jimmy Johnson had nothing to do with wins and losses, right? Nothing, nothing. Strictly do. To the relationship breakdown, the relationship between those two. Yes, that's correct. Because because nobody was winning more than the Cowboys. It's completely out of left field. You went back to back Super Bowls, and he got fired. Yeah, we've got a really good comment down here too. Brian Flores never liked the idea of drafting Tua because he's injury prone, and I agree with him. Um, Look, the one thing we also don't know about this is. What if Brian Flores wanted to draft Justin Herbert instead? I would have drafted think about, Justin Herbert. Think think about that now. But there was there's definitely been a lot of rumblings that's come out of Miami that uh Stephen Ross wanted Tua because Tua came out of that big high profile university called Alabama. And that's a that was a big thing for the owner. Okay. Um one of his check boxes is getting those kind of high profile players and here we are sitting here three years later and herbert looks like a hell of a quarterback Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what you know what could her herbert have done on that team that flores had down there you know he's probably sitting back going jesus we could be we could have been 12 and 5 this year you know um so I don't know, but that's a big deal. We don't know about that component, especially if he was feuding with the GM as well. Um, the other thing that we're not talking about is Stephen Ross, and there's several owners like this, but Stephen Ross runs the Dolphins, not from Miami, okay? He's not on site on a day-to-day basis, okay? So in other words... He doesn't walk down the hall into Ross's office and vice versa. Okay, like a lot of owners, we know Jerry is where? Jerry was. Jerry is He's right there in um right there Cowboy, in Arlington. Cowboys headquarters. Absolutely. But, um, but it's kind of funny though that he doesn't run the Dolphins from Miami. Now, believe it or not, guys, a lot of these owners, quite a few of them, they actually live in um Florida. Why? Yeah tax-free state that's that's what like michael jordan 
Michael Jordan lives in Florida. He doesn't live in Charlotte. Charlotte. Well, maybe he's got his residence set up in Florida, but his, he's, his he's, got an, Florida. he's got an office out of New York where he yeah. works out of. And, um, you know, there's something to be said there because the coach and the owner can't build a day-to-day relationship like you would see a lot of, you know, we've seen it with Jerry over the years. Jerry uh, got to be pretty close to Jason Garrett. Now, I understand Jason played Jason for the Jason was team, a play for him, yeah. But he saw Jason every day. The other one that he, he had a very good relationship with was Wade Phillips. You know, he, Jerry loved Wade Phillips. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that. He struggled, struggled with the idea of getting rid of Wade Phillips. But Wade and, Phillips uh, had to go, man. Wade he Phillips did. is a all-time great defensive coordinator. Wade Phillips is not a great head coach. Absolutely. no matter agree. where yeah. Wade Phillips went, yeah, your team will start off up here. But year by year, you keep going down. Keep yeah. going down. And Absolutely. I have a lot of respect for Wade. Wade is from the same um, place I'm at, the Golden Triangle, Triangle, Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange. A lot of respect for him. I mean, his father, legendary. Wade Phillips, great. He ain't a head coach, though. Just no, that simple. He, well, he's kind of like North Turner in that. He, he's great exactly offensive like, co- coordinator, but not a head coach. Not yep. a head coach. And North Nor- Turner, Turner was the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s winning all of those uh, Super Bowls. But uh, check this out. The Dolphins players now... They're not happy about Brian Flores being uh being fired. They do not like this one bit. Check this out. Dolphins players react to Brian Flores stunning firing. Sick as you know what. Flores finished with a oh, he was one game under 500. I thought he was one game over. 24 and 25 record in his three seasons with the Dolphins. Oh, man. The Miami Dolphins uh, shockingly parted ways with head coach Brian Flores on Monday afternoon, and many players on the team aren't too happy with the decision. Dolphins players reacted to news on social media, including uh, defensive back uh, Nick uh, Needham, who tweeted out that he was sick as you know what about Miami owner Stephen Ross' decision to fire Flores after three seasons. And you can see his uh, tweet right there. And uh, Ross's statement was, quote, I made a decision today to part ways with Brian Flores after evaluating where we are as an organization and what we uh, need going forward to improve. I determined that key dynamics of our football organization weren't functioning at a level I wanted it to be and felt that this decision was in the best interest of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Ross added, I believe we have a talented young roster in place and have the opportunity to be much better in 2022. I want to thank Brian for his hard work and wish him nothing but the best in the future. Needham wasn't wasn't the only Dolphins player to react to the news. Lone snapper Blake Ferguson said Flores, quote, changed my life forever. Can't uh, thank Coach Flo enough for taking a chance on me, uh, Ferguson tweeted. The Dolphins 9-8 begin the year with a 1-7 record, but they managed to win seven games in a row and wrapped up the 2021 season with a 33-24 victory over Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. 
So there you have it. The players not too happy with this firing of Brian Flores. Hey, I don't, I don't blame them either because they're about to sit back and watch another team hire him right oh, yeah. in front of he's, them. Outside <laughs> of Harbaugh, he's going to be the second most in-demand coach out there. Yeah, there's, there's talk that, you know, the Giants thought they might keep Joe Judge. There's talk of firing Joe Judge just to hire Brian Flores. I mean, that's that's a thing right now. Um, it's it's man, I I hate it. I hate this decision. I hate it. I don't um, like it either, man. They treated him like Adam Gase. I mean, really, that owner doesn't have the wherewithal to realize the difference between Adam Gase and Brian Flores. Are you kidding me? He goes nine and eight and defeats Belichick twice. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Yep. This guy was a quarterback away from having a real potential contender down there in Miami. Absolutely. Um, he had to make the tough decision, was willing to make the tough decision to play Ryan Fitzpatrick over Tua. You know, that was Stephen Ross that that wanted Tua in the lot, lineup and forced Tua in the lineup. That wasn't Brian Flores. He wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick to keep quarterback in that team down there. And it makes you wonder, because before the season started, do you remember when um, they they made that move and Ryan Fitzpatrick was said he was floored by it all of a sudden? Like, he, it slammed him in the face because they were winning, he was playing well, and all of a sudden they called him in the office and said, we're starting to it. He said, I thought it was a joke. Okay. Now, <laughs> now I understand those kind of decisions are made, but when a football coach is winning games and your quarterback is playing well, you're not going to make the decision to mess up your whole locker room and send the team in the flux mm-hmm. and pull your quarterback. Not only did they pull the quarterback, Brian Flores kept winning. Okay, even with Tua not playing very good, okay, not playing very good, but they still managed a ten and six season. Yeah. Um, now I can, look, I can, I could justify the firing if he continue with that one and seven record. Maybe then you could, but he won seven in a row and beat Belichick twice. Now yeah. I know historically Miami. They can, they have beaten the Patriots. I get that. But the past two years, man, you had a winning record with this guy. Yeah. And yeah. it seems like, you know, the the players were on his side. It, this is a big mistake, man. It, it's just a big mistake. And to be clear, it has nothing to do with race. Yeah. I, I, that brings I, us I mean, up to another topic here. Look, Stephen Ross had the wherewithal to hire the man to begin with, who's black. Okay. So, I mean, he gave him a chance, had nothing to do with his race. He interviewed him, thought he was qualified at the time. And if I'm being honest, it sound it kind of sounds like Stephen Ross may want to, may want a coach that's going to suck up to him as the owner and, and defer to him as the owner on actual on field decisions. Well, I hate to break it to him, but I don't care if Harbaugh is at Michigan or not. You don't want to bring in Jim Harbaugh if you think you're going to have issues with him being a yes man 
because ask Jed York in San Francisco how well that worked out. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, you know, Jed York ran Jim Harbaugh off. I mean, which, yeah. look, yeah, Kyle Shanahan's been pretty good. But as a Niners fan, he's no Jim Harbaugh. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I mean, we were building at least a powerhouse defense, running game, hard-nosed football, and Jed York made the wrong choice, and we ended up with Jim Tom Sula for crying out loud. That right. I, I'm starting to think we use a lot of terms, toxic. They use a lot of terms. SJWs, I'm going to steal their term toxic for a minute. A lot of NFL owners are kind of toxic. They've got such big egos that they can't see the football decisions for the, you know, what do they say? You can't see the forest for the trees. Right. They can't make uh, sound football decisions and putting their egos aside. Look, I know you're successful in business and all that, but football on-field decisions is not the same as you closing the deal on some, you know, whatever business deal. Now, a lot of them inherited their money, too. So they kind of feel entitled to begin with, right? It, this is a terrible move. It's a terrible decision. No doubt about it. But however, however, though, people are criticizing Stephen Ross for this move, but nobody is accusing him it's because of racism. No. Save for no. one. Can the one person, you already know who it is, guys, as expected, that would be one Jamel Hill, the biggest race hustler and race grifter out there in sports. So this is her response to um, to him getting fired. She tweeted out, in January 2020, I wrote, a, a, wrote this column about how NFL owners have a problem with black men being in leadership positions. I wish this column didn't age so well. And the column that she actually wrote is this one right here. Let me go ahead and share that too. This one right here. NFL owners have a problem with coaches of color. Was now, Adam believe- Gase black? Was he black? Adam Gase wasn't black, right, Chet? I, am I missing something here? Stephen Ross fired Adam Gase. Am, am I wrong? Well, how about um, the old coach down in Houston? Yeah, the old yeah. coach. He, was he was he black? Huh. I don't. I don't think he was. Bill O'Brien. Does Bill O'Brien black? No. Negative. No. They they, they got no. him out of there because right. he he wasn't very good at his job. Right. How long has Mike Tomlin been on the job now? That's a good. Mike Tomlin's been there for what? Um, about what, fifteen years? Pretty close. Yeah. Don't get like me that. wrong; he should be. I mean, he's yeah. a hell of a ball he, coach. He, he is a damn good head coach. Yeah, yeah. Which, by by the way, Brian Flores kind of reminds me of Mike Tomlin. God, Miami, you really messed up here. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, you know? Mike Tomlin did go to, and I said it on the Sports War stream in the Super Bowl era. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the best run NFL franchise, period. Now, don't don't give me New England. New England has had a good 20 years. Pittsburgh has been 
really good for like 50 years. It's, and it's not even really close. I'm a Cowboys fan. Cowboys, when they were up, they were really up. When they got down, they got really down. They're they're consistency is off the charts off the charts and i will give pittsburgh credit for one thing and i think it happens in the league way too much in part i do in part blame fan bases as well because i think there's something to be said to sticking with a coach longer than just two years Okay, even if there's yeah. some struggle, even if there's some struggle there, uh, I now I can see there's a big enough body of work. Okay, Mike Zimmer had enough time in Minnesota and he couldn't get it done. I got gotcha. you. It was time to move on, right? Um, as much as the fan and and look, Chicago fans are never going to listen to this. But Matt Nagy got you to the playoffs twice. One of those years with Mitch Trubisky. Okay, which, by the way, I think is a better quarterback than a lot of people think. But the point is two playoff bursts. Now, I probably would have went ahead and got rid of Matt Nagy. But he was better than than he was given credit for, too. Okay. Uh, so, I just think fan bases want want coaches out way too quick now uh, i can yeah. get it i can Fans get don't it. have if, the patience <laughs> if you can tell blatantly that cho- that coach can't do the job in other words the niners hired jim tom sula by game three you could tell he's not a head coach in the nfl jim mm-hmm. tom sula is not a head coach went by game four you could tell Chip Kelly is not an NFL head coach. He, he he's, he's Where's a college Greg coach. At? Where's the Greg? Where, I know the Greg is here. He's going to super chat. <laughs> right. Perfect example. I, I'll tell you this. A guy that does not get enough credit. Jim Caldwell was in Detroit. Okay. People don't realize how much success Detroit had under Jim Caldwell. Go back and look at the record. I'm pretty sure Detroit would have loved a 9 and 7 season this year. Mm-hmm. Now Jim I'm Caldwell sure. didn't Jim Caldwell didn't get any credit when he was in Indy because he was with Dave Manning. Right. Right. He went to Detroit and they were actually solid. But they ran him out of town way too quick. Mm-hmm. Way too quick. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean Jim Caldwell went through some shit when he was the Lions coach that's mm-hmm. in our chat yeah. um uh, do but again do i think he was run off because he was black no 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 no, no. Th- this whole race thing lovey smith lovey smith um was in the nfl when he lost jobs was it because he was black nobody was saying it was because he was black and he went to the super bowl in um 2006 with the with the bears but I Check believe this now. out. Caldwell was eleven and five, seven and nine, and nine and seven, nine and seven with Detroit, and they fired him. Man, that's like winning a Super Bowl for Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking I about? I, I don't even think a D, I don't think Detroit had records like that when Barry Sanders was there. 
Not on a consistent basis. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, we got uh, three Super Chats here, and then we'll get on to the next topic here. Uh, Trent Johnson for $5. Stetson Benson, the fourth, is the greatest uh, QB University of Georgia has ever had, and the defense balled out last night. Go Dogs. Yeah, that game was close. That game was extremely close. Now, in order to find a score, uh, Alabama actually led for most of that game, but they – they were kicking field goals, and actually Georgia was too, but they broke through, and um, Bryce Young threw a pit sits, and that was all she wrote. Yep. Uh, Giants Nation, four ninety nine. If Flores wants to come to my Giants, he's welcome. Get this wannabe Belichick Joe, Joe No Judge, out of here. <laughs> and another $5, too, from Giants Nation. I'm so tired of the turtleneck Jamel Hill. Can can they keep the spotlight away from her? Well, she's always a lot. She's been race hustling for, man, God knows how long. And it's so annoying how long she's been uh, race hustling. I'm so annoyed with her. But, you know, she works for the Woke Athletics, so she's going to be able to do whatever she wants to do. And we got uh, one more uh, Super Chat here, 49. Really appreciate all Super Chats coming in. Uh, Hill says it's racist, yet Dolphins kept their African-American GM. As a Dolphins fan, I was upset about the firing, but I get why. He was button heads. You're right about that. And when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's about relationships. It ain't got nothing to do with race, but that's the way Jamel Hill wants to operate. Maybe so. they should have deferred to him and his football acumen if they were button heads with him. Maybe uh, somebody should have took a step back. But, hey, good luck. Somebody somebody out there is about to get a hell of a head coach. Yeah, they are. They're about to get a hell of a head coach. Yeah. Oh, and this is one other thing here Rhodes wants to talk about here. So I'm going to let Rhodes take it from here on this topic here. Uh, actually, you're going to have to let me share it because um, I hate to say it, but I can't even come close to seeing that. Okay, go ahead. Um, let's see. Okay, guys, something we have not considered in all of this Brian Flores drama is Deshaun Watson. Watson, Randy Watson. Deshaun Randy Watson. Watson. He his number one place to go was Miami and in part and that trade almost lo- happened at the beginning of the season it was sure close. did came very close came very close if it wasn't for the Texans this trade would have happened uh at the last minute the Texans got wind that they thought that there was going to be a settlement between Watson and the women and when they when they got wind of a settlement, the Texans, Nick Casario decided to raise the asking price. And we're talking about in the last day before the trade deadline. Yeah, they Texans wanted something unreal. Well, like they, four number ones or something. They wanted something unreal. And I think they wanted uh, three ones, two twos, and a three or something like that. But when they got wind that Watson was getting ready to settle with these women, they decided to raise the price in the last 24 hours before the trade deadline. 
And Miami mm -hmm. took a step back and said, we're out, at least for now, okay? But Watson wanted to go to the Dolphins. He wanted to go there in part because of Brian Flores, okay? So this firing is interesting from a quarterback standpoint. Uh, personally speaking, I wouldn't want Watson on my team. Uh, but this came out of the Houston paper. What Dolphins firing of Brian Flores means for potential Deshaun Watson trade. When the Dolphins made the controversial decision to fire Brian Flores on Monday, they might, they might have shaken up the Deshaun Watson trade talks for everyone. It's been no secret that Watson preferred trade destination has always been Miami. But according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Flores, quote, was a significant reason why Deshaun Watson wanted to be in Miami. Now that Flores is gone, the Texans may reap the benefits as it could encourage Watson, who has a no-trade clause in his contract that gives him veto power on the deal to open up his trade options. Watch out for the Carolina Panthers there. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, who reportedly was close to agreeing to a deal for Watson before the November trade deadline, was asked Monday's press conference if he still intended to pursue Watson in a trade this offseason, even with Flores gone. Ross said he'll leave that up to the next head coach. That's interesting because you got a general manager down there. Quote, I have no plans. It will be up to the head coach in terms of what he does with the quarterback. As I said before, I have a lot of confidence in Tua but it's really going to be dependent on the next head coach and the direction he wants to take the process, the position. If Watson thought the process is no longer Miami or bus, that opens the door for other interested parties. And there are absolutely other interested parties. New Orleans saints would love to be in on Deshaun. I believe so. The they Denver Broncos. feel like they're a quarterback away. The Denver Broncos would love to be in on Deshaun Watson if Aaron Rodgers decides to stay in Green Bay. There's another little tidbit here. If this is how much that Flores firing could affect the league as a whole. If Aaron Rodgers decides to leave and go to Denver, which is what we thought he wanted, do the Green Bay Packers get in on Deshaun Watson all of a sudden for a potential replacement mm. for Aaron Rodgers? Okay. So there's going to be fallout everywhere. Okay. Everywhere over Brian Flores getting fired if Deshaun Watson decides that is his true hinge that he had on wanting to go to Miami anyway. So a lot of things, and not only that, but it, it actually affects things that's already happened. The, because, you know, the Niners tried to get Watson. Mm -hmm. They wanted Watson. Yep. And, and when he didn't want to go to San Francisco, that's when they decided to trade everything they ever had in life for Trey Lance. So there's been all kinds of fallout. And then 
this could cause a bigger issue. He wanted to go to um, Miami. Now we'll have to wait and see if that's something. I don't. I I will say this. MW says Packers fan here. We don't want Watson. I would be very interested to see. Um, is Green Bay a conservative area? Do we know Green Bay, Wisconsin? It's a very small a, town area. That's all I really know about Green, Green Bay. Well, I know, I know that franchise feels very family-oriented up yeah. there. In light of how Watson's case is going, would the would the fan base want Watson? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gr- Green Bay is so much different, you know, than... A uh, Houston, Miami. It is is one of the. It's actually pretty much the only um, NFL city that's still in the small town. And I, I really don't know. I really don't know. But uh, oh, wait, right here. Oh, so yes, it is a conservative area. Billy Batson makes a point. There is some real rumblings that David Culley may not keep his job in Houston, Texas. Yeah, and David Culley is acting like he's still going to be there. That's and be, that's going to be not a lot of people talking about that. Well, there's also another another hinge, a little connection. Nick Casario was part of the player personnel department in mm-hmm. New England, where Brian Flores came from. Mm. See, guess what? All of a sudden, they could fire David Culley, hire Brian Flores, and Deshaun Watson doesn't want to go anywhere. Think about that a minute. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But I'm, but I'm wondering, though, do Texans fans still want Deshaun Watson, considering he's made it pretty clear he doesn't want to be there? So they may be they may actually feel uh, betrayed. Got a question about Trey Lance here in the chat. Uh, the super chat. Yeah. Giants Nation what's, for five dollars. Hey Rhodes, what's your beef with Trey Lance? I watched him start. Um, he has talent and potential. Also heard his interviews. Seems like he is focused. Thank you for the super chat. I don't love the circumstances in which he was drafted under. My issue is not Trey Lance. My issue is giving up three first-round picks and a second-round pick for Trey Lance, a guy that only started one game because his college mm-hmm. uh, called off his last season because of COVID. So he had he had went basically mm-hmm. two years in between starting a college game outside of one outlier game. Um, he's got issues right now with short and intermediate passing, which is paramount in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, look, Jimmy Garoppolo has put together, they had an 18 play drive earlier in the season. I mean, 18 or 19 play. It was like one of the longest drive drives in the, in the league this year. Trey Lance couldn't have made that drive because he can't hit his short and intermediate passing right now. Um, Does he have a gun? Yeah, he's got a gun. 
but he has not very good touch on that gun right now. A lot like a former 49er quarterback by the name of Colin Kaepernick. I knew you that Kyle Shanahan up. got rid of. He looks just like Kaepernick out there. He does. I mean, Kaepernick had a hose. And Kaepernick was pretty good at hitting a deep ball. But he wasn't very good at short and intermediate passing. And that he struggled with his completion percentage. And in the games that I've seen Trey Lance play in, look, he's flashed with some of those pretty, oh, my God, he did a rollout in the game, and he hit a 48-yard bomb, and the 49er fan base lost their minds. And I'm like, oh, ooh, ah, that was pretty. He was 13 for 28 in the game, passing. Okay? he, That's a, that's a problem. That's a problem. You can't complete. 53% of your passing in the NFL and expect to win. That was always the problem with Cam Newton is he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. Okay. I mean, that was, you know, if you're in the NFL now, you better complete. What would you say, Mr. Um, Matrix? 65% say of your 64, passes? 65% of your passes. That's a bunch At, of guys over uh, 64%. He may end up, Trey Lance may end up being great. I think the kid's got potential. I do. I don't like what we gave up for him. I don't like the fact that we passed on Mac Jones, who was drawn up in a lab for Kyle Shanahan's offense. And, I mean, look, I'm higher on most on Jimmy G. I'm higher than most on Jimmy G than a lot of people. But Mac Jones is better than Jimmy G right now, you know? I mean, let's just be real. He He's certainly more accurate, and, and Jimmy's pretty accurate. Outside of floating a ball and throwing an interception, he completes 66% of his passes. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not down on Trey Lance. I'm just not in a hurry on Trey Lance. That's the thing. He needs to uh, get another offseason, another round of mini camps, another – round of training camp, another considerable amount of playing time in the preseason, and then we'll take a look. Like, look, if we start him next year, I think we automatically don't make the playoffs. That's just where I'm at on the kid. Rhodes has spoken. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Um, Let's talk Antonio Brown. Okay. Because now, guys – that viral clip of Antonio Brown quitting on the Buccaneers. You can actually, um, I guess you can own it. I don't know a whole bunch about NFTs. Do you Do you know kind of about their roads? I don't really know much about them. Yeah, I researched them before we started the stream, okay. actually. Um, it's kind of uh, akin to crypto. Okay, it's, it's, it's uh, some kind of a, crypto um in relation to an event that happens or um maybe something of substance that there is only one of and when i say one of um there's only one video the big viral video that everybody saw where uh antonio Antonio brown was running off the field you can basically own it now 
Somebody is going to end up paying for that video. Yeah. So it says Antonio Brown butts meltdown gets NFT treatment could fetch $1.5 million at auction. Who has that kind of money just to waste on this? I don't get it, but I digress. A uh, video of Antonio Brown's infamous meltdown that led to his eventual cut from the Bucks is getting the NFT uh, treatment, and it can be all yours. Not mine, but yours. If you've got some serious coin laying around, TMZ Sports has learned footage of Brown's January 2nd blow-up in MetLife Stadium has been turned into an NFT, and it will go up for auction on January 13th. We're told the non- non-fundable coin or token is expected to garner a bunch of bids and considering how viral the video went following his uh, posting on social media, the final price could get into seven figures. The tweet alone garnered 11.5 million views and given, given um, uh, how similarly uh, viral NFTs have sold in the past, the expectation is the winning bidder could pay in the area of $1.5 million to own the piece. A hefty price tag we know, but the clip is now entrenched in NFL history. As we reported, Brown was kicked off the butts following the, the shirtless uh, jaunt, and it very well could end up being the last time the potential Hall of Famer is seen wearing an NFL, uh, seen wearing an NFL team on game day again. I think they meant NFL jersey. Uh, bidding for the NFT begins at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on January 13th. Good luck. Wow. Now, I still don't get it overall, but what kind of person would want to buy this stuff? Like that, I said, I'm a, I'm a normie on this. I feel like that is literally like taking your money out back here, laying it across maybe, a, a, you know, my my Weber grill out there and just lighting it on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I guess I just don't understand what is the upside because I understand the video's got eleven and a half million views. All right. Um, what is that monetarily from? Let's just say YouTube. That would literally be what eleven million views. Would you probably, probably get be... um, twenty? I'm I'm just thinking on like ad revenue. If a video got yeah. twenty million views, I would say what eighty thousand dollars. In ad revenue, because well, roughly roughly five million uh, views would get you about twenty grand. Yeah, depending yep. depending on You're the right. CPM. You're right. You're exactly right. Yeah, depending on the CPM. So roughly sixty to eighty thousand dollars. And when things like this happen, the majority of the views we know from experience are going to be in the first like five days. You know, yeah. and, and, and the great majority of them are really going to be in the first, like 48 hours of, of this kind of thing happening. Pretty much. Um, I now, can't under I don't understand the upside in this at all. Me neither. I mean, are you actually, what kind of return would you actually get on this? Are That's you, what I don't understand. Maybe they are viewing this as. Maybe we're looking at this the wrong way. Maybe they are viewing this as uh, this is part of NFL history, and this is the same to them as owning, you know, a Tom Brady 
football card that's worth a million and a half. Maybe that's how it's so, viewed as so a piece basically, of. Basically, yeah. So, but the the I guess this is like the official clip you would own, even though yeah. a whole bunch of other people own have clips and stuff like that. Yeah, the I guess it could be viewed as a piece of memorabilia somehow. In, in the in cyber some world. Way, in the cyber world. Right. Are we getting old? Is that what's happening here? I because think we are getting old, man. I don't understand the actual, you can't touch this. You can't touch this item, literally. So, um, and let's face it. You don't really have a lot of exclusive rights to it. I mean, in, unless, I guess, unless ESPN or, or Fox Sports comes calling or somebody yeah. like that. But I, I just don't see a lot of benefit in in spending. What but, would you pay for is, this? The, what the would you pay of, for this, Matrix? Well, think it is the kind of person that has this kind of cash has yeah. this kind of cash to blow anyway. I mean, you, you're not talking. You're talking about somebody that's worth probably a hundred million dollars. They probably would want to buy this, if not more. We're thinking in terms of like me and you. Me and you don't have that kind of capital to waste on this. So maybe we're thinking about it completely wrong because we don't have that kind of capital. So People in, in other chat words, probably he, don't have it either. In other words, he's sitting around and he's just like, yeah, I'll blow that. I mean, you'd, to me, you'd have to have more than $100 million before you'd look at a million and a half purchase just as, as you know, chump change kind of thing yeah yeah because i i've i've heard even billionaires will at least raise an eyebrow over like 200k you know yeah but you know a lot of, like a lot of billionaires they'll go out and they'll buy 70 million dollar houses and never live in it never step foot in it they use it strictly as an investment because three four years down the road that 70 million dollar house they can actually sell it for a hundred million dollars and walk away with 30 million in profit. You know, me and you buy a house. We buy a house cause we got to live in it. Right. Billionaires don't. So, <laughs> and, and so is this some kind of investment? I mean, is it going to accrue value over time? I guess so. I guess it is. Are they banking on the idea that, uh, he might want to, uh, he might eventually make the hall of fame. Maybe could be. Could be. I mean, they they probably thinking of it in, as a long term investment. Then maybe it'll be worth something, you know, in twenty years. I don't know. But here we go again. Antonio Brown, though, it seems like he has his second career starting right now. He's not in the NFL, but apparently Antonio Brown is already into his music career. Antonio Brown performs new rap song at. New York City Strip Club. Man, the man went from the NFL field to a strip club in a matter of a week. Oh. <laughs> this is this is going to be interesting here. I actually and, haven't read and, this. And has the unmitigated gall to believe he's actually doing something right now. Yeah. 
Antonio Brown was spotted at a New York uh, City strip club performing his new rap track, uh, Pit Not the, the Palace, on Sunday, one week after his outburst during a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Brown released the newest track in the hours after he walked off MetLife Stadium while the Buccaneers were playing the New York Jets. The wide receiver took off his gear and threw some items into the crowd and ran across the end zone waving goodbye to fans. And I guess this is him uh, at this party or whatever. You can see him right there. Uh, it says, but while he was at Sapphire, page six described the NFL wide receiver as a fun, happy guy. He was dancing and taking pictures nonstop, engaging with everyone. A um, reveller told the gossip page. Uh, pictures showed Brown flaunting his fit physique and rapping to his new song. Yeah, he's in great shape. He's an athlete. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Brown has been spending a lot of time in New York City since his fallout with the Buccaneers. He attended a Brook- Brooklyn Nets game last week and appeared on the Full Send podcast to explain why he ditched the Buccaneers in dramatic fashion. Brown has been adamant that he explained to Coach Bruce Arians and uh, Tampa Bay uh, personnel he had an ankle injury and at one point of the game and throughout the week leading up to the game against the Jets, he was hurting bad and could barely play. Arians has claimed Brown was upset over the lack of targets. Tampa Bay released Brown on Thursday, but his future in NFL is unclear. And a lot of people don't believe he's going to actually be back in the league, but, you know, he seems to be having fun with his music career. He's capitalizing off of um, off his uh, incident in New York. Now, I can't blame him for capitalizing off of hell. We're capitalizing off of him. He has made some of my videos get a ton of views. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, somebody somebody came through the channel the other day and was like, what's the deal with all, I think it was one of our subs, and it was like, when are all these Antonio Brown videos going to stop? Nobody cares. And then we released one yesterday that got 40,000 views in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, well, a lot of people care. <laughs> I mean, let me let me give you would be YouTubers an advice. Learn how the algorithm works. Yeah. The algorithm yeah. wants Antonio Brown. We're gonna do Antonio Brown. It's just that simple. Yeah. And we'll yeah. stop when it dies off. Yeah. But he wants to be a rapper now, man. I mean, is this gonna be his future or is he gonna be a one hit wonder? Let's let's Flashback a week. This dude was on the field with the GOAT. He was on the field with Tom Brady. Tom Brady, after winning a Super Bowl ring last year, heading to the playoffs this year, you were on the field, had caught three passes from Brady already in the game. He was on an NFL field with a chance to go out, potentially win another Super Bowl this year. And this guy lacks the self-awareness to understand that going into a strip club to hustle his new rap song, he lacks the self-awareness to understand that this is a step down. <laughs> that this is a step, step down. down. Holy! If hell. he would just stay on the field, he would have got his million dollars. 
hell, maybe maybe Vontez Burfecht did knock knock the holy sense out of his ass. Well, he probably knocked <laughs> his common sense out. What in the heck could you possibly be thinking right now that that you truly believe that you are out there doing something? Compared to what you were doing, you're doing nothing. You're you're I mean, you are literally you're down the street in the neighborhood from mopping the floors at a peep show compared to what you were doing a week ago. Okay. I mean, you are cleaning toilets right now compared to what you were doing a week ago. That you're, is you're right. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I'm pulling my shirt up and, and I got my shades on and Man, just just go ahead. Go back in the back where the strippers are and push the strippers down and tell them you need a table with a mirror. And while you're in there, just go ahead and see if what you can borrow somebody's purple or red or pink or green wig or whatever. Get you some lipstick. Fi- find out if anybody's got a nose around there. And just go ahead and paint yourself up like a clown. Just just let's skip everything. Paint yourself up like a clown because, man, you need to be in the circus. You need to be in the circus if you think you are doing something after you had the world in the palm of your hand a week ago. This is a lack of self Man, these athletes, man, they have no self-awareness whatsoever, do they? None. Uh, uh, some of these guys. Some of none. them, anyway. None. You were... You were on a gravy train with biscuit wheels for crying out loud. And you blew it. I mean, on the field with Tom Brady, you're lining up across the field. You look down. Rob Gronkowski is down on the other side. Another a Hall of Fame tight end. You look over, you got a pretty good head coach. And now you're rapping in a strip club. All right, man. In a matter of a week. All right. There, you know. Oh man, you're really coming up. No, 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 you're not. No, no, you're not. Whoever you got around you, they're no, they're lying to you. No, you're not. Yeah. You're circling the drain of despair right now. I uh, I mean yep. God almighty. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, let's move Sorry. on now. Went on a rant there. Hell, uh, rants is in the name. So, a little bit more of a mainstream uh, sports topic here. Now, Tom Brady finished the last two games. Man, he has six touchdown passes, no interceptions, and now Bruce Arians has talked about uh, Tom Brady and his uh, Super Bowl, well, not Super Bowl, but his MVP uh, worthy season. He says Tampa Bay Buck. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach says it would be a travesty if Tom Brady does not win MVP. Now that is his guy right there. And this is um, what he said. I think if he doesn't get it, it's a travesty. Most completions ever 5,000 yards touchdowns, the whole nine yards to me is not even a close race. Now Tom Brady is a uh, 44 and a half years old. He led the league in uh, touchdown uh, yards. Well, touchdown passes. He led the league in yards. Um, he was spectacular. He really was. Um, 
he really wants uh, Tom Brady to win the MVP. Now we know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the midst. And honestly, I think that Tom Brady is going to win this MVP. Now that everything is all said and done, I think that he will. But I also think uh, uh, there's going to be people not voting for Aaron Rodgers. That's going to play a factor. No doubt about it. Uh, I, I think actually after the last two weeks, he's probably going to win it now. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. Because I'm starting, I believe, to, I'm I starting believe to think he, he pulled ahead at Aaron. Yeah. Well, I, I said it before, man, before Aaron Rodgers' name really kind of jumped into it. Tom Brady was the MVP 70% of the season. He was. You only start to hear Aaron Rodgers' name come in in about 30% of it. So Tom Brady performing in the way he did the last two weeks of the season, and he got Tampa Bay to the two seed, and he has over 1,200 more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. He has, I believe, six to seven more touchdown passes. And the media really does not want to vote for Aaron Rodgers. So they probably really hoped that Tom Brady would be lights out the last two weeks of the season. And he was. Now, would I call it a travesty if he didn't win? No, I'm not going to say that. Aaron Rodgers is deserving as well. Now, Aaron Rodgers did miss a game. And we all know why. Because he caught the virus and... Aaron Rodgers got destroyed for a week straight by the media like nobody we've seen in a very, very long time. But do you think it's going to be a travesty if Brady does not win? Mm, no. No, it's I not going to be a travesty. Yeah, it's not going to be a travesty. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP, I'm not going to be mad. Now. Yeah. Now. If Joe Burrow wins MVP and neither nah, Aaron Rodgers or, or Tom Brady wins it, now you got yourself a travesty on your hands. And right. You can, and we can start talking about conspiracies <laughs> at that point because uh, it would just be clear. People hate Aaron Rodgers because of his vaccination stance, mm-hmm. and people hate Tom Brady because they still remember his MAGA hat in his locker. Right. Uh, because I still believe that is truly a thing behind the scenes with the media. I truly believe that. No I think doubt about it. I think it's been a, a, a thing when it comes to Brady for a long time. I was pretty shocked. I was pretty shocked that um, LeBron James actually come out and defended Tom Brady the last couple of days. Oh, um, what did he say? Well, he come out and uh, you remember he, he was making fun. It was after Brady's performance the other day. And he he shared uh, the, a picture of Max Kellerman and was talking about how uh, hot takes are trash or something like that because we all remember in 2016 Kellerman doing the whole Tom Brady is falling off a cliff. Yeah. and Hard to believe that's got, been six years. <laughs> he's had a whole nother career. Think about that. In that six Tom years, Tom Brady's last six years is a Hall of Fame career too. He's had a whole another Hall of Fame career, by the way, not just a career, whole another Hall of Fame career since Max. You want to talk about something not aging well? Max Kellerman, one of the, one of the most horrible takes ever. Is that arguably the worst take ever? Could that? Uh, he from said strict- that Tom Brady has fallen off a cliff. He'll be a bum in short order. From that was strict, his words. 
from strictly a sports standpoint, let's say no social nothing involved. No, no, I'm trying to make a statement. Uh, we've seen you know a, what? we've seen we've seen a lot of that that's terrible. But just mm. from a sports standpoint, is that the worst sports take ever? No. That Tom Brady's about to fall off a cliff? No, I don't think that's the worst. This is the worst. Ron Jaworski saying that Colin Kaepernick could be the greatest quarterback of all time. That's got to be the worst. Stop it. You remember that, right? That. You know you're wrong for that. (laughs) You're wrong for even bringing up Jaworski's wrong. (laughs) Which one is worse now? Which one is worse? Oh. I think it's Colin, Colin Kaepernick easily. Easily, probably yeah. because you can actually probably. say you can actually say at the time Kellerman said that, yeah, it looks pretty dumb now. But Tom Brady was what roughly what thirty eight years old. Not too many quarterbacks were playing into their forties anyway. So hey, hey. you could kind of see where he's coming from, even though we kind of thought it was crazy. Here's my thing: Jaworski was a co-host probably during that time of. NFL matchup with Sal Pal on ESPN. You're watching ESPN's NFL matchup back in the day. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Great X's and O's show. Greg Cosell was on there for a while. Shame on Jaws for ever saying that, considering <laughs> how much quarterback film that dude has watched that somebody like me can bring up the all 22 coaches tape, watch Kaepernick throw the ball. And that shit ever leak out of Ron Jaworski's mouth. That's shameful. <laughs> That's shameful. Uh, oh, I, I think there was some social justice motivation behind uh, Jaworski's Could be. statement. Could be. Okay, so I saw a comment go through. And, you know, occasionally a comment I'll notice and I'll be like, wait, what? What? Somebody said something to the effect of black quarterbacks – are never paid like white quarterbacks. Are they serious? Uh, I I saw that somewhere. It's been a while ago. No, it's been about no, 10 minutes no, ago. No, no, And I present to you the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. NFL Patrick history. It, 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 look, this is it. NFL history. Patrick Mahomes. I believe Patrick Mahomes is mixed race. Am I wrong yeah, or right? He, he, yeah, he's half white. If you want to go with Dak, it's half white, and Patrick Mahomes is half white, that's fine because oh. that's what they are. But okay. for the most part, okay. they're considered black. Oh, okay. So he's making 45 large annual. Dak's making 40. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun, <laughs> I touched on 24 females Watson. Is making thirty nine million dollars a year. By the way, and he to has not even play. <laughs> he had he hasn't taken a snap this season, and the media has said almost nothing about it. And guess what? Guess what? Guess who's going to be the next big QB to get their money? That would be Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is going to be right on that list. Right. This is ridiculous, right. man. That that's completely ridiculous. Um, I, I saw that comment was like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm turning the in office uh, steering wheel. I'm like, I'm I'm doubling back around to you. <laughs> I, yeah, 
Because <laughs> I know that ain't right. Okay. This is something that we need to talk about here. And we are going to be talking about uh, Novak Djokovic. Because there is a new twist in this whole Novak Djokovic thing. Now we know that Novak Djokovic caught the virus. He's unvaccinated. And the government over there in Australia, they're trying to kick him out. And the immigration minister probably will use executive power to kick him out. But now we have a reason why they may actually use that executive power. So check this out. This came down. And Novak Djokovic being investigated for lying on immigration form. So this is where they may try to kick him out. So pay attention to this. Uh. Novak Djokovic may have bigger problems than playing at the Australian Open. The world's number one tennis player is being investigated by Australian border officials for potentially falsely filling out an immigration form. Djokovic stated in in the form that he had not traveled in the 14 days before arriving in Australia, but photos and videos appear to have emerged showing him in Spain and Serbia. Djokovic, <laughs> who is based in Monte Carlo, <laughs> has been at the center of an international sporting sporting storm since arriving in Australia last week, having having his visa canceled and being detained in a hotel while the matter was sorted out. And you can see uh, pictures here of Djokovic here. See, this is a uh, photos of Djokovic allegedly working out in Spain on January 2nd. So that's within that uh, two week uh, time period. Now it says a judge ruled that Djokovic uh, visa was to be reinstated on Monday and the Serb is working out on on the Australian Open grounds in Melbourne. Uh, Australia's immigration minister could still revoke the judge's decision ahead of the year's first Grand Slam, which begins Monday. This new information could potentially hurt his case. According to The Sun, giving false or misleading information is a serious offense, and and if convicted, could come with a jail sentence of up to 12 months. Djokovic was filmed playing tennis on the streets of Belgrade on December 25th. And there were photos and videos of him training in Spain in early January. Wow. This is definitely probably not going to help him at all. Me personally, I don't care where he trains at. I don't Uh, either. Are they, are they going to kick him out over this? Is this going to be the the, the red herring that's going to get him deported? This is the thing right here. I believe this is the question here right here. Let's see if I can actually read this. Uh, are you an Australian citizen, permanent resident? No. Uh, Lent to stay in Australia. Oh, here it is right here. Have you traveled or will travel in the 14 days prior to your flight to Australia? No. Giving false or misleading information is a serious offense. You may also be liable to a civil penalty for giving false information or misleading information. He checked no. It's Chet No right there on the health survey. Uh-oh. And there's pictures of him in Spain on January 2nd. I don't like this. This could actually but really, really hurt him. And they got boy, him on a technicality. 
for lying on his immigration form. For lying on his immigration form. Yikes. Now, this is all 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 because of the virus. All because of the virus, which, by the way, he's already had, so he's got natural immunity. Yeah. And he's trying to get him on a technicality now. Hasn't been that long since he had it either, right? It he right. got it just not too long ago, so he's he's super immune right now. Yeah, but here's the thing, man. If you think that Djokovic is out out of the woods, check out this next story here. And we actually talked about this person too. Look at this: deported Renata Vorakova, frustrated after Djokovic uh, wins Australian Open visa battle. Now here's the thing. Renata Vorakova, the Czech tennis player who was deported from Australia after her visa was canceled over her COVID-19 vaccination status, has spoken of her frustration after seeing Novak Djokovic win his court battle to stay in the country. Like Djokovic, doubles specialist Vorakova was granted a medical exemption by Tennis Australia to compete at the Australian Open after recovering from the disease late last year. She is understood to have uh she is understood not to have been vaccinated against COVID nineteen. The exact same circumstances as Novak Djokovic. She got deported. Novak Djokovic is still there as of now. Okay. So I've got a I've got a take on this and why this happened. Now, I I don't follow tennis. But I know exactly who uh, Novak is. Okay, yeah. I, I, if if you're if you follow sports at all, you know exactly who that is. You know he's one of the best tennis players in the world. You know he's a hot shot. You know he's an eyeball drawer. All this thing. Who is she? Okay, I don't. I never heard of her. And okay, I and tennis. you're and you're a big big tennis fan. I'm a tennis fan. Yeah, that tells you. That when you peel back all the layers, in part, money is still a driving force here because of the eyeballs that he can get to that tournament. True. Okay. And and honestly, doubles, tennis doubles, nobody really cares about tennis doubles. Now, the biggest tennis doubles players was the Bryan brothers, and they retired. You had the Williams sisters, you know, but they're mainly known right. for individual, not for doubles. But I still, I think Novak's going to get kicked out. I think he's done now. They, I think they busted him now. They busted yeah. him. I think they've got the, the red herring. Now, look, the Australian Open themselves, and certainly their advertisers, are not going to be happy about that if no. he gets deported. They're not no. going to be happy about it because it's going to, in part, send their tournament in the down the tank. You know? Uh, but... That's why she got deported is because <laughs> who are you in the scale yeah. of tennis players yeah. versus Novak, okay? Yeah. You got protesters so, out there in in Australia right now outside of um, they were outside his hotel or whatever. Nobody's sticking up for her. Nobody knows her. That's the thing. That's the thing right there. We got a super chat from Charles W. Jansen, the second channel member. All pro tennis players should boycott the Australian Open for the next decade. The only problem is a lot of them tennis players are woke as hell. 
Uh, uh, well, really, the, the high profile ones are going to be woke, to my knowledge. Is Osaka playing in this, or well, is she out? She on the women's spell, side, but uh, now Nadal has said some things. Nadal is not woke. I mean, because a lot of your top tennis players, they're not in the United States. They're not in the United States. Right. Like Naomi right. Osaka lives in the United States. She's woke. Serena Williams woke. Uh, Roger Federer not woke. Andy Murray not woke. Um, Novak Djokovic not woke. Rafa Nadal not woke. These non-American tennis players, they're not going to be woke. And honestly, to tell you the truth, American men's tennis players, nobody knows who they are because they suck. That's that's the difference right there. But if they boycotted the Open because of what's going on with COVID, we know they would get drugged through the media. They would get absolutely obliterated in the media over it. Well, the thing is, it would it would need to be a bit-time tennis player to boycott, to support Novak. You need Rafa Nadal to do it. You would need Andy Murray to do it. You need Roger Federer to do it. Dominant team is not even playing. Uh, Daniel Membedev, he would need to boycott. You would need those type of guys to boycott. And really, Nadal and Federer, because they're the biggest names. Right. Yeah. Right. They're, the, they're the household names. Yeah. Right. They are the household names. Novak's on his own. Novak's on his own here. I think yeah. probably. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think he's gonna get kicked out. I think he's they're probably gonna kick him out over this. He got and busted. if they if they don't, then we know money is a driving factor here if they let him stay, which is ridiculous because none of this should have been an issue anyway. Right. He, but he we got their practice right there's now. pictures of him in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got another super chat here that we missed. Uh, Taker sits one zero two dollars Will Lamar get a bit payday? Is he still elite? He's going to get a bit payday. Well, elite, he start, I'm not going to put him up there. He start, he's starting to have an issue with uh, staying healthy. It's starting to be an issue for Lamar. Um, let me go back to my quarterback list. This is prior to this season. I've got Lamar Jackson as the 13th best NFL quarterback in the league. This is my scouting report on him. Former MVP but lacks playoff performances. He's very good at his first and second reads, but then he pulls the ball down and runs. He's got a great deep ball, very mobile, worried about his long-term viability, and Lamar Jackson is a regular season hero. So, in other words, Lamar's got this thing where he seems to show up big during the regular season. He didn't this year because he got hurt. But then when the playoffs start, he sort of disappears. Um, Look, to be elite, you got to show up and kick ass in the postseason. You know, that plain and simple. You got to show up and kick ass in the postseason. All right. Now. Do I think he's a good quarterback? Yeah, I do. I do think Lamar's a good quarterback. But we're talking good now. We're not talking elite. Um, I can tell you who I have in my elite, actually. Let me let me just reveal my elite. This is tier one. I've got these broken into tiers. Lamar this was in, in order tier two. Uh yeah, yeah. Lamar is uh he was in um 
Lamar was in tier three. I had him down with uh, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow. That might actually change. Uh, Derek Carr, those kind of guys. Uh, tier one, and this is guys that, well, I don't know about Patrick Mahomes yet, but number four, Russell Wilson. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. Number one, Tom Brady. So you got Russell Wilson in tier one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not you as, gotta, I'm not as you high as re- Russell Wilson. You got to remember, he had a very down year this year. Oh, okay? yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I made the list. You made this before the season. Before the season started. Correct. Okay. Correct. If, if I go back to do the same list, I can tell you right now, no matter what, Russell's dropping, and he's going to drop considerably on this list. I can tell you, okay. he had a he had a really bad year this year, and uh, I don't know, Big Dog. Are we talking no help? Because look, he's got two of of pretty damn good receivers on that team, in DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett. So he's got two guys he can throw to now. Not a great offensive line. Hasn't ever had one which is a shame. He hadn't had a good offensive line and um, never had – once Beast Mode retired, they, he hadn't had a running game either. Um, it's kind of like, Russell, here's the ball. Good luck. Go win it. You know, his hmm. offensive line's not very good up there. Um, somebody asked about Josh Allen. This well, was you were going to read your list anyway. Before the season, Josh Allen was number five. I had him number five. He was the uh, uh, for number one on tier two. And I can tell you right now, uh, Russell's going to drop. Josh might move up. Josh might move up. So we'll see. He had some stinkers this year, too. Josh Allen. I'm big on Josh Allen, though. I think he's pretty good. So uh, there's a couple okay. other guys that's going to drop too, big time. Matt Ryan is going to plummet. Hmm. What was what was the rest of your list leading up to Lamar Jackson? Uh, leading up, yeah. Uh, number sixteen, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, 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 no. No, no um, you had you had Lamar at thirteen, right? Yeah. You just said uh, Josh Allen at four. So who's in between five, there? Five, five. Oh, you want? Uh, huh. But well, before the season, I had Matt Ryan at six. Ooh, <laughs> we know how that went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had Matt Ryan at six. Uh, Matthew Stafford was seven. Justin Herbert was eight. Dak Prescott was nine. Tannehill was ten. Kirk Cousins eleven. Joe Burrow twelve. Lamar was thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yep. Dave, gotcha. uh, Derek Carr was fourteen. Kyler Murray was fifteen. Jimmy G was sixteen. And this list it would is going to get blown up. I mean, badly. Some of them quarterbacks plummeted. So, there you go. Gotcha. Me and you have always been higher on Matt Ryan than a lot of folks, though, I think. Yeah, but before the last couple of seasons, I believe he would probably been better off getting out of Atlanta a little sooner. I think he wasted his last three years of his yeah. – yeah. yeah, yeah. I've I've always thought he could play. I mean, 
he um he's had a really good career yeah he has i think he's underrated actually i've always thought that but he need he need i i wish when kyle got to san francisco i wish they would have traded for matt ryan i do yeah so okay all right all right we got a couple of uh, other topics here real quick. Um, boy, honestly, I don't know how this guy is actually still in the NFL, but apparently is. And this guy has been a bus. But Seattle Seahawks backup Geno Smith arrested on suspicion of DUI. Did you even know that Geno Smith was still in the league? Yeah, because when Russell Wilson got hurt, he started. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. See, yeah. G- yeah. G- man, what a bust, man. Believe it or not, Gino wasn't terrible when he came in for, for Russell. I was – I the one thing that um, – shockingly, Gino has wildly improved on, somewhere along the line, Gino decided to get accurate throwing the ball. I don't know when that happened. Hmm. I don't know how that happened. But he got accurate throwing the ball. And it was kind of surprising. He's, he's had a longer career than what I thought he would, though. How long has he been in the league? God, it had it have to be 10 years now, right? But I was thinking it's probably like 10 years. That's a long time, man, because for the most part, he's been a bust. But he's Seattle, been in the Seahawks. league eight years. Eight years, okay. Eight years. Oh, close eight to years. 10. Uh, Seattle Seahawks backup quarterback Geno Smith was arrested on suspicion of DUI early Monday morning, according to King County court records. Smith was arrested at 2.10 a.m. by the Washington State Police and released from a King County correctional facility on his personal reconnaissance, meaning in lieu of posting bail at 9.27 a.m. Records show no other information was immediately available. Gino is fully cooperative with the investigation, Smith's attorney John Fox said in a statement. I hope that an open mind can be uh, kept by all, as the facts are uh, ascertained. In a tweet, Smith, Smith wrote that, quote, being arrested brings a taint, a taint onto the reputation that is impossible to undo, no matter what really happened. I'm asking all of you to hold back on judging, judging me the same as you would do for a, a friend or a family member. I'll have more to say down the road and ask that you bear with me. The Seahawks will return to Seattle on Sunday evening after closing out their season with a 38-30 win over the Cardinals in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, Seattle coach Pete Carroll said Smith took part in end-of-season meetings Monday after he was released from custody. Uh, quote, I checked in with him. Uh, we have to let it let his uh, people handle all that, Carol said. He was in the uh, team meeting with us. I don't have anything other than that uh, to give to you on that. Well, so DUI, not a whole lot of details on this, but uh, man, 2 10 a.m. What, what was he out doing? Was he at a club or something like that? You know, he was, he was down there in the strip club where – Antonio Brown was playing his rap song. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know he you know he was out partying at that yeah, time of night. He had to be. I mean, yeah. I get, you know, waiting for details, man, but 
I don't know if he did a breathalyzer or what, but something tell, tells me that, yeah, he's probably intoxicated. What does he What does he mean? We're we're supposed to wait and hold judgment. You got to. I mean, you got to. They don't arrest you, man, unless you're. They have belief that you were under the influence of something. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. They they and, just don't. And more than likely, <laughs> I mean, you got a bunch of bunch of. Uh, <laughs> that is hilarious. That's pretty funny. That's that's pretty funny. Dude, one zero with the two dollars. Gino arrested for impersonating NFL quarterback. Hey, did 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 Gino? Did he go to quarterback school? And I didn't know it. Gino started three games. Sixty eight percent completion percentage, five TDs, and one pick. With this when season? the hell did Gino learn how to throw a, a football? Small wow. sample size, but uh, that is shit. That is highly unusual, Gino Smith. <laughs> that re- those are numbers resemble a real quarterback. Yeah. But, wow. I mean, yeah, Gino throughout uh his career. Gino is just um I'm looking at his numbers right here right now. Man, his QB ratings have been trash. Oh, they're terrible. Oh man. L- look at this. Look at Gino's uh 77 88 but the, but he didn't really play. So you just look at the first two seasons there. Uh the Nets ones Actually, really, he really hadn't played hardly at all since his first two seasons. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the most straight, passes he's thrown is 36 attempts in 2017. And that was it. He's kind of, he's just a backup at this point, man. You can't rely on him. Yeah. All oh, right. no, God, don't even dream of giving him a starting job. Yeah. And we got a, one more topic here, guys. One more topic here. Brandon he had a, Brown. He had six ga- touchdowns in a game before. So did Matt Flynn. <laughs> Does anybody remember Matt Flynn? Yeah, uh, I remember. Who was the Who was the team that he uh, that he suckered into giving that massive con? Matt Flynn got that massive contract. I can't remember who that was. Uh, I don't remember. Seattle. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, the artist formerly known as Woke Hogan for $10. Thanks for the super chat. Jets great Geno Smith. Fun fact, the dude who broke his jaw is a real estate investor in Texas now. Um, IK and Polly is a Jets great just for saving us from his bust ass. <laughs> I remember he knocked Geno Smith the hell out. I remember that now. I, I don't yeah. remember that well. I don't remember yeah. that well. Yeah. Funny. Uh, I forgot about that. We have one more topic, guys. And Brandon Brown, as you guys know, Brandon Brown uh, got a sponsor, LGB Coin. And they had the car and everything like that. But NASCAR decided that, oh, no, we're not going to get into involving this Let's Go Brandon thing. You guys already know that. But happy to say that Brandon Brown is still going to be cashing in. He is going to be cashing in, guys. Brandon Brown signs eight-figure 
LGB coin sponsorship despite NASCAR ban. NASCAR Infinity Series driver can't advertise on his car. But I'm willing to bet they're probably still providing the car. That's what I'm thinking. But uh, let's check this out. This is something new. It just dropped, um, I think, yesterday. So here, Brandon Brown is cashing in with LGB coin. Let's go, Brandon. The NASCAR Xfinity Series driver has inked a two-year sponsorship deal with the cryptocurrency worth a reported eight figures, even though he has been banned from advertising it on his car. The exact dollar amount of the deal was not announced, but LGB coin said Brown is now a holder of the currency and his spokesperson confirmed to Fox Business that he is being paid in both cash and coin. So this is at least a $10 million deal because it's, um, no, no, they said uh, 10 figures, right? No, eight, eight figures. Eight figures. So it's at least eight, a, at least a 10 million, at least a $10 million deal. So he's cashing in NASCAR last week, rejected uh Brandon uh, Brown's on uh, Brandon built motorsports plan to feature an LGB corn, uh, Library during the 2022 season after the team announced that it that it had been approved. The main coin was inspired by the Let's Go Brandon uh, saying that has become popular among critics of uh, Joe Biden <laughs> Joe Biden's administration after an NBC reporter misinterpreted the crowd at Talladega Speedway chanting "F Joe Biden" during a televised interview with the race winner Brown. LGB coin says his product allows owners to digitally voice their support for America and the American dream, but cautions that it has no intrinsic value. Uh, quote, I'm working to achieve my own American dream. Brown said in a press release, I'm humbled and thankful for LGB coin reaffirm, reaffirm support for my professional journey and their commitment to maintain a patriotic message. Brown will participate in events, uh, videos, conferences, and other activities promoting the product through 2023. So in the end, Brandon Brown still wins. He still is sponsored by LGB coin. I like the fact that he just said, you know, he came out and said, I, you know what? I don't think I want to get political. And then he was like, yeah. I'm going to jump in with both feet <laughs> as well. He should, man, because we all know that none of these uh, woke leftist companies would sponsor him. We, we knew it. We knew it wasn't an option. I mean, no, n- not an option at all. These woke corporate interests were going to get as far away from Brandon as they possibly could. And we, of course we, the other day we were trying to think of entities that might actually step in and, and, Somebody, two two major ones were brought up that I think could probably do it. One would be Dave Portnoy and Barstool Sports. Bar, Barstool, yeah. And the other one would be um, UFC was the other one that I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't be scared to step in and do something like that. And Dana, if you got your ears on out there, um, I think you ought to consider it. I think you ought to consider it. I really do. I think he'd be good for business. Business yeah, is a business. 
Yeah, business is booming, and I think it's because UFC has been uh, very vocal about being a um, pro-American company, a pro, a proud yes. American yes. company. Free speech, everything. Yeah, yeah. Dana yeah. recently came out and literally thanked Trump for a uh, part of UFC success because Trump allowed UFC to put on events when a lot of places were trying to push the UFC away, calling it too barbaric and things like that. And Trump was like, come fight, bring, bring it on, come fight, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I would still love to see him get a, um, a sponsor for the car itself because he'll have to, um, he'll have to take some of this money just to fund the races, you know? Right. So I would love for him to still get some other sponsors and maybe he will, maybe he will. I mean, oh, they can have, hopefully. you can have more than one sponsor. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we know it won't be good year. No, <laughs> you remember that last year? Yeah. I, I remember yeah. that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's pretty much going to wrap up the show. That is all the topics. This is our longest show yet. Thank you all for uh, coming out. And if you would like to watch the whole show after we uh, end the show, just become a channel member. And by the way, we're also going to have a uh, members live stream as well. So if you want to uh, join in on that live stream, just for members of either uh, black and white sports or the website, we will um, post that link on here on, um, on Saturday for the members. I think we said what, not yeah, 9 a.m. Central 9 Standard Time. Yeah. So if you're an all-star member, well, Hall of Fame member, uh, you get to be on the panel as well. So you can join uh, Mick Walsh on the panel. We talk about pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, any other final words, Rhodes, before we wrap it up? Negative, Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. Been a long and good show today. Yes, yes. That being said, guys, be safe, and we will catch you tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time.